0: All right, and what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Sound of Dow. Happy New Year's Eve slash happy New Year's. 2020 is finally over. This godforsaken mess of a year. Let me tell you, I actually thought 2020, genuinely thought it was gonna be a good year. Okay, like a really good year. And it actually started off really well. And even through COVID and all this stuff, I was trying to be optimistic. I was still trying my best to not make excuses and and try to still make it the best year of my life. And I was going so, so well, basically up until like December. In December, I finally crashed and I'm finally freaking done with this stupid, ridiculous nonsense mess of a year. I'm happy this year is finally over. I'm sure you guys are too. Um, But... I think it's good at the end of any year, but especially a year as crazy as eventful as this, to really just look back and reflect upon what happened this year, and most importantly, reflect upon like what lessons can we learn and and what 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 can we take away from this year? Um, I've already done it for myself, but I think the conservative movement needs to do it because we witnessed a lot this year a lot, a lot a lot of change a lot of chaos and if we don't stop and reflect on it all and understand it all i think we're bound to let the nonsense that happened this year whether it's the government and and, and politicians locking us down and, and and destroying everyone's lives destroying small businesses deciding that it had the authority to declare whether or not you were an essential worker, quote-unquote, or not, and that determined whether or not you feed your family tonight, okay? So we, we had that. We, of course, we had the, this new political party called Black Lives Matter commit a cultural revolution, a cultural genocide, and a violent one at that upon our entire nation. Um, and, you know, we witnessed an election that in more ways than one, Okay, not not just voter fraud, but you have, you know, big tech censorship and just the way the system was rigged against us. We had an election that was essentially in, in, in several ways stolen from us. And I think if we don't stop and reflect upon how this happened, why this happened, we are doomed to let this keep happening worse. It's, it's just it's just it's just gonna slide off a cliff and we are never going to survive as a movement. Okay. So I think we really need to, to take to take a step back, reflect on this year. And and, and really figure out the lessons that, that we can improve on going forward, okay? I think this is the most important one. Change comes fast. Okay, I think a lot of conservative minded people have have had this idea for a lot of years that like, yeah, things are starting to get kind of bad. The kids at college campuses are starting to get kind of crazy, but uh, whatever. Let's just leave it be. Um, You know, most of them probably grow up anyway, but we'll see it coming. Like, we'll see it coming. Like, yes, if this stuff keeps on happening and gets worse, it's going to eventually lead to the collapse of our society. But we'll see it. it. It'll be a slow, gradual thing. And that's not what happened this year, folks. I mean, you, you, we've learned this year just how fast things can change, okay? We thought, oh, maybe, yes, maybe what's happening on those crazy college campuses, maybe what's happening at UC Berkeley might eventually start to spill out into society, but we'll see it, we'll catch it, we'll be ready for it. That's not what happened because in, in the span of literally days, days, okay, our country was overrun by a radical Marxist mob, okay? And everyone was powerless to stop it. We, we literally saw that happen, okay? So one second, it was, oh, the kid, the, the hippies at UC Berkeley are being a little bit stupid. The next second, there a, there's a mob outside your house. They're threatening to kill your dog, burn your house down, kill you. They're, they're tearing down statues of Abraham Lincoln and George Washington, okay? And, and, and they're, they're committing domestic terrorism all across the country. They're burning down half of Minneapolis. And this all happened like that. In the span of in the span of minutes, days, seconds. Okay, and so this conservative, this idea that conservatives have had that oh, we can sit on the sidelines for a lot of these battles. Whatever, just just let let the, the yes, the kids aren't all right, but just just let them be. It's it's so misguided. Okay, like when change happens, w- cultural revolution happens, it's not going to be the slow, gradual process that we can eventually stand up to. It's going to happen like that. Okay, so by the time, by the time it's over, you're not even gonna have noticed really what happened. Okay, this happened in Venezuela. All right, by the time people figured out Nicolas Maduro was bad and started to you know really stand up to him, it was too late. He had rigged the entire political system there. Okay, and that's how leftism takes control. It, does not take con- it, it is, in, in many ways, the antithesis of conservatism, because it does not take control by slow, gradual change. It happens like that. It takes control by very fast, rapid, sweeping change, and it happens sooner than you think. Okay? At the start of this year, if I ever told you that leftism would have gotten so bad that they've shut down half the country, and they're, they're burning the other half of the country, you would look at me like I'm crazy, and understandably, because we've had this misguided idea for so many years that we'll start to see it coming and it's going to be slow. It'll be a linear decay. No, it was an exponential decay. One second you're here, the other second you're all the way down here. And I so I think the lesson that conservatives need to learn is that we cannot sit out these battles, okay? We cannot be the silent majority. We just can't. Because this idea that we can just sit it out and it'll all be fine— we learned firsthand this year that it was just simply a lie. Take the issue of defunding the police, okay? Everyone was just like, oh, whatever. It's a crazy idea. All right, this is radicalism, whatever. Cooler heads will prevail. Well, did cooler heads prevail? Because within days and weeks of Black Lives Matter restarting again, the mob was showing up to every city councilman's house and literally in most major cities, probably including yours, the mob basically took control of the entire city council and the mayor was simply a puppet to the mob doing whatever they wanted, whatever they demanded, okay? And you ha- you see all these major cities that have defunded their police in some way or another. So so what, what were you saying that cooler heads will prevail? No, cooler heads will not pr- Who are the cooler heads? Okay. That's the question. Who are the cooler heads? Because if all the cooler heads are going to just sit around, stand there and say nothing, guess what? Then the hot heads have all the power. You have to stand up to these people. Okay. You, yeah. Conservatives need to stand up and they need to do it fast and they need to do it now. Okay. Because I'm really starting to get the feeling that it might already be too late for us. Like we're at that point where it's just, it's just off the cliff. But Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, hopefully, we're at the point where we can stand up, but we got to do it now, folks. Okay, we, we, we got to do it now because this I, this silent majority idea is nonsense. Okay, sure, it might win us a few elections in the uh, in, a few, in the next few years, but I guarantee you, in the long run, you know, people have a herd mentality. They, they they think the way the people around them think, and if these if these crazy ideas just get circulated and circulated around in society people start to think they're normal and if actual if actual normal ideas don't stand up for themselves and start to be circulated if you silence all the actual normal sane rational ideas and if you don't speak them then those crazy ideas become the mainstream they become the norm we've already seen it happen okay so we're actually sort of now in the minority i would argue in a lot of ways but regardless it, it hopefully it's not too late but we need to stand up Okay, we need to stand up. We need to we need to fight. We we need to actually speak out. I guarantee you if the silent majority, quote unquote, had actually stood up to Black Lives Matter, it, 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 to the violence, if the silent majority had actually stood up for Trump, we would have won the election on November 3rd, November 4th. Okay? We, we I don't even think we would be in this position where it was close enough to rig. But th- that's the problem with us, okay? When th- th- this this idea that if we just let the radicals and the crazies Run crazy and, and then people will stop and look, that, look at that and say, hey, I don't like that. Now I'm going to go vote for the Republicans. It's nonsense because if you don't show the world and tell the people why the left is so great, why these ideas are so bad, actually why we shouldn't be tearing down statues of the founding fathers, if you just let that happen. The more and more it becomes normalized, the less and less our ideas become normalized. And then guess what? Eventually, we're going to be at the point where we are in the minority, okay? We are the crazy ones. And the people tearing down the statues of Abraham Lincoln are the normal people. That's where we're headed, okay? That is where we're headed. So that's a big lesson I think conservatives need to learn, number one, is we need to stand up for ourselves because—and we need to do it now. We cannot sit out these cultural battles, okay? Because— when that change comes, that radical sweeping change where we radically transform our own society, that's not going to happen gradually. It's not going to be like, okay, you know what? Now it's getting pretty bad. Now we should probably do something about this. It's going to happen like that, okay? Within, w- within minutes, they will be at your house with pitchforks, pitchforks and torches because that's how they are. That's how radical leftism takes control. It's 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 not a gradualist. It's not an incrementalist type of ideology, okay? They come fast. The communist revolution comes fast, okay? And it comes sooner than you think. So if you don't stop it now, those ideas on college campuses are going to spill outside. But it's not going to be sort of this gradual thing like you'll see it starting. to. It's going to ha- like before you know it, it's going to be there. So every time, every opportunity, every place conservatives have to stand up to these radical ideas before they become mainstream, we need to do it. We need to do it. OK, so that's number one. All right. Number two. Also, I think relates to because I, I think the whole cultural revolution, the cultural genocide we saw in our country. It it, it really is something that conservatives need to look back on because, you know, ultimately that that's not. Yes, the left did run crazy, but that's not their failure. That's our failure. okay because we are the ones in this country that should have been there to stop that from ever happening. And we did it. We did it. okay And I think lesson number two, and this does not apply to all conservatives. I I think there's increasingly a, a lot of conservatives that really get this. okay they understand this. But there's still some that don't. Um, and I, I, I think it's this. I think it's this. So, when we had half of, I, I remember this so clearly because I saw, when, when we had riots burning down this country and people destroying our history, destroying our heritage, destroying businesses, destroying people, killing people, hurting people, and we had literally had violent mobs of thousands of people going around dragging down dragging out their political opponents beating them burning crap to the ground i sort of had this epiphany about you know what it means to be a conservative okay and listen i'm not turning into some big government authoritarian guy okay because that's still not me that will never be me but i watched what was going on you know and i was like okay our our whole small government philosophy did not save us from this okay i I don't look at people burning down my country to the ground and say, You know what i I'm really glad we fight for lowering marginal tax rates like no i I clearly remember you guys might remember from my stream. I called out Trump on this because I remember at, at at the peak of these riots where 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 idiots were going around every major city destroying trap in thousands in mobs of thousands of people. I clearly remember Trump he did this little instead of his public appearances being. We are going to bring law and order and civilization back to our streets. He does this little, you know, economic council meeting where he's talking about how the how good the economic recovery is. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Economic recovery is great. But you have people out here, you know, burning your country to the ground. You have a cultural genocide happening in your country. I don't think the people out there are worried about... How what the unemployment rate is, I think right now they're worried about the fact that violent mobs of people are trying to kill them okay so so that that that's that's the other lesson I think we need to learn is that as conservatives, what is conservatism right? I think conservatism is not simply about yes small government freedom that that's 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 the end goal of conservatism, but I think the main purpose of conservatism is not liberty first. I think with libertarians, it's liberty first Just just give everyone freedom. It's order. Okay. Conservatism is about creating an orderly, cohesive, stable society that in turn, okay, in turn does not need a large government to preside over it. Okay. And in turn can have freedom, right? Because it's a moral society. All right. And a lot of people always ask 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 us this right? They're like, "Well, how can you support law enforcement when uh, you believe in small government like that's literally big government? And it's like, no, not everything is just about small government or big government. Listen, law enforcement and strong law enforcement is necessary to not only protect people's rights from that libertarian perspective but also is necessary to create order, okay and you need an orderly society in order to have freedom. Okay. Cause Liberty without order, I forgot who exactly said this, but Liberty without order is chaos. Okay. There, there needs to be stability. There needs to be order in order for there to be freedom. Okay. And what we see, I mean, we always complain, like, why do people keep voting for Democrats? And why do people keep voting for a bigger government right now? Because we have a society right now that is not orderly you know and that is not stable that is not cohesive so what happens you know people are not naturally drawn to freedom that that's like one of the biggest lies you will ever hear people are naturally drawn to to order and when it comes to when it comes to politics you know people always at least in our modern day cuz it's just the way people think now people are always looking to the government for you know more and more for the government to do more and more for them you know and so we as conservatives Our main focus right now, I mean, look, I think lowering taxes is great, right? I think we need to do something about the debt and the deficit, although Republicans never do. So we might as well stop pretending like we say that. But the main focus of the Republican Party of conservatism right now needs not so much to be small government, but also effective government. Okay, because our goal right now should be restoring sort of that stability and that cohesion to society that in turn creates small government. Because I think we all want small government, you know? But if that means, hey, uh, let's talk about our manufacturing workers. Okay, so let's see how this goes. So we export, we let these big corporations do whatever they want. So these corporations export all their jobs to China and Mexico, which in turn creates a huge underclass of people who are unemployed, without work, and have nothing to do. And so in turn, that destroys families. It causes social decay. And then in turn, these people are desperate and the political establishment is not working for them. And so in, in turn, they, they they turn to radical... Uh, ideas like bernie sanders because bernie sanders is the only one talking about it then in return bernie sanders becomes president because the government refused because we refuse to do anything about these corporations because you know a uh, small government we, we can't touch that and then in return guess what happens we have a a, a a crappy a society that's in a crappy state that is in turn searching for leftism searching for help okay and so you know what for me if it takes big government, quote unquote, saying to these corporations, hey, actually, no, you're not going to do that. No, you're not going to send all of our jobs away to Mexico. You're not going to destroy the entire Midwest for for your profits, okay? Because we have a duty to our people here. We have a duty to protect these people, to protect our families. That's fine. Like, I literally, I, I, I am willing to do that. Oh, that's protectionism. That's big government. I, I don't care what it is, okay? Because I care about preserving the health of society here, okay? And so if I can do something that hey, promotes a healthy middle class, promotes, you know, strong families, stops fatherlessness from being the norm in our freaking society, I'm willing to do that. Okay? And if that if there's a free market solution to that, then great. Let's do it. But if it also means that corporations occasionally need to say no, uh, Ford, you're not going to export everything to Mexico. You got to export all of our labor to Mexico. Do it. If that means on social media, big government's going to step in and say, hey, actually, Twitter, you can't be censoring everyone because social media is now the public forum. OK, and so you are really censoring free speech here. Right. And and it, to to pretend like it's a private company it, it uh, entirely is just a lie it's clearly become a public forum the new town square the new a uh, place for expression of, of speech uh, screw your crappy p- p- small government philosophy no i i care about protecting the long-term health of society okay because look if we actually balanced the debt balance the budget tomorrow if we actually cut the debt tomorrow do you know what would happen the people will just be really pissed and they would go vote for Democrats to bring back the status quo of, of fiscal liberalism. Okay? The reason for that? Because our society is simply not in a state right now where we, we we can do that. Okay? We have a mindset. We have a culture and society where people are currently looking for help from the government. Okay? And until we change society, we can't change government. And that's the way I see it. So that, that was long. That might have been a lot, of, like, a lot of talk that really made no sense. But the message here is... It's time to really understand what I think conservatism, and I would argue, has always meant, okay? Has always meant, which is the goal of conservatism, again, is to create a strong, stable, healthy, and cohesive society. Mainly, I would say, promote strong families, okay? That, that, that's, 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 what, that's what I would say. That's what I would say, you know? You don't have to be the, the strictest, you know, hardcore theocrat traditionalist, but I think, at the very least, if we make it a norm in society... Where by the age of 30, you're getting married and you're having kids and the fathers are not leaving and you're not getting divorced. Within the span of 10, 20 years, I guarantee you our country would look a lot better. A lot better, okay? And ultimately, stuff like that, order, that's what we need to, to, to really define us as conservatives, okay? Where small government is not the method, it's the end goal, Okay? When I saw riots burning down our country, and I think most people saw this, they actually wanted, quote-unquote, big government to come in and save the day, okay? So if that means the federal government gets involved with states' rights and sends in federal agents to Portland, Oregon, I'm all for it. You know why? Because sometimes you need bigger government to protect, I don't know, freedom, rights, right? Because I think I think you have actually have a right, believe it or not, I think you have a right to walk down the streets in Portland, Oregon, and not get attacked by Antifa and have a have a business in a building that's not getting firebombed every night, right? And if that takes bigger government, if that takes federal overreach, quote-unquote, to do it, I'm fine with it. If it takes the federal government getting involved in Section 230, getting involved in social media, you know, to actually, to, in the long term, they're protecting freedom, then do it. If that means the government stops corporations from sending all of our jobs, I'm all for it. Do it. Okay, that, that that's that actually is real conservatism. Okay. I think libertarianism is simply, oh, let's just make the government smaller overnight, right? But I don't think that's what conservatism really is. So hope that one made sense. But we need to really redefine what it means not i would argue redefine but just reconsider what it means to be a conservative it's i I know all the donors and all the major foundations think try to tell you it's just about small government i like small government i'm about small i'm a small government guy but that's not all there is to conservatism i would argue that's not even the main focus of conservatism so there you go anyways guys i don't want to make this podcast too long so i'm gonna wrap it up there But I think ultimately we as conservatives should look back on what happened to us this year. I mean, for God's sakes, President Trump went from like a certain reelection going so well in the span of weeks, literally collapsed in the polls. Right. And then it was it was him trying to recover. And then he was suddenly the underdog that happened so freaking fast. Um, And we need to really stop and consider like why how did that happen well it's that change happens fast okay so i'll see you guys in 2021 i actually will be in dc on january 6th we'll see what happens i don't know it'll be it'll be an interesting trip regardless um and in 2021 i know i've been lagging on this youtube channel especially in the last few months like i said 2020 has just been killing me but starting next year i want to get really active on this channel and we'll see about big tech censorship it's getting really bad right now you guys might have seen on instagram that is just dead like like it's just terrible but we'll do our best anyways i will see you guys in 2021 have a happy new year and remember until next time alpha moves only and make sure you learn some lessons and and if you're on if you're on youtube go comment some lessons you think conservatives need to learn going forward down below i'll see you guys next time alpha moves only peace